0: Hi there, welcome to another episode of Marketing Home Marketing You. I am excited to dig in with a Facebook ads expert today. In fact, I think you guys are going to really like this episode. I know so many of you have reached out saying we need ideas for different means of outreach, advertising, marketing, really just ways to drive traffic. So today I'm actually inviting someone that I have been working with with our Facebook and Instagram ads for Sprout. And so my experience with Jennifer has been really wonderful and I thought I wanna bring her on because I know for me, I'm in marketing and Facebook ads seem sometimes overwhelming with how things change and just targeting and messaging, it's tricky. And I know for many of you as busy property managers, that's just one more thing. But as you're thinking about budgeting for 2021, this is an essential piece of your budget and I wanna make sure to bring you information and resources that help. So who is Jennifer? Well, let me tell you a little bit about Jennifer Spivak. She is the CEO and founder of Team Spivak, an all-female Facebook ad agency. And she's helped hundreds of businesses generate millions, guys, millions of dollars on Facebook and Instagram, with many seeing a 500% plus return on their ad campaign. So she knows what she's doing. She's been featured in Forbes, listed as a top Facebook ads manager to watch in 2019, and is an adjunct professor of digital marketing at the City College of New York guys I'm bringing you the experts and she's so much fun like I said I've enjoyed working with her and what's really interesting about Jennifer she's not in the multifamily housing field so in a way it's an outside perspective on a platform that we're all using very regularly but she's gonna teach us some key strategies on how to up-level And then if you do decide to work with an agency, which is the route that we've gone, she's helping us to figure out what kind of questions to answer to make sure we get the right partner. So I hope you enjoy it. I think you guys are gonna love Jennifer. And in the blog at marketinghomemarketingyou.com, I'll include all the links so you guys can connect with her. So just make sure you go there. This is um, gonna be live on the website. You just find this episode. And let's dig in. Let's get into all things Facebook ads. Welcome
1: to the Marketing Home Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry
0: leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside the box
1: ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box.
0: Well, Jennifer, I am so excited that you're joining me on the Marketing Home Marketing You podcast, welcome. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I've shared how I've had such a great experience with working with you over the last few months. And, you know, one of the things that our um, communities, our management companies that we work with, they're struggling right now with kind of coming up with ways to think of traffic, to really drive traffic. And so I wanted to talk through maybe some solutions that they could find. But before we get there, let me ask you, who do you think could benefit from a Facebook strategy? So potentially, the answer is
1: anybody and everybody. Um, At the end of the day, there is an insane number of people that regularly use either Facebook or Instagram on a daily basis. And I know whenever this conversation comes up, there's always somebody that's like, but aren't people leaving Facebook? And the answer is, perhaps but then they're going to instagram like at the end of the day facebook is way ahead of the curve in terms of making sure that change in user behavior doesn't actually impact their advertisers and their advertising platforms so if your people which is going to be the case for almost any business any offering are on facebook or instagram and you have an understanding of your messaging and your offer and your call to action then it can absolutely be a viable
0: strategy Okay. So that's good to know. And I, I, that was perfect that you brought that up because I do hear that. Like we'll go to conferences and people will say, well, I'm no longer on Facebook. I've moved over to Instagram. And I think you brought out that great point is you're kind of hitting all the demographics when you're spending your time and your money in both of them.
1: Yes. And I would not be surprised if, you know, I don't know if it's, I mean, maybe not TikTok now with everything going on, but like, I would not be surprised if Facebook has their finger on the pulse in terms of, you know, what's the next platform that they can purchase and bring into their ad portfolio, because they are at the end of the day in the ads game. And there's no way that Zuckerberg is just going to like, let, you know, a difference in social media behavior, destroy his billion dollar business. Like that's not going to happen.
0: So stay tuned. It's been predicted here first. I love it. I love it. Okay. So in our industry specifically, we have management companies that manage many times large portfolios of uh, individual apartment communities. Would you say that a management company should invest in a Facebook strategy or should it be very individual to the individual communities? What's your thought process there?
1: I think it could really go either way. I mean, rather than saying it should be, you know, one thing or the other, I think there's, you know, a bigger picture discussion to be had first, which is what is the action that you want people to take? And yes, we know it's like renting with you, but like, what does that look like? What does that process look like? If somebody sees your ad, What do you want them to do from there? Do you want them to sign up for something? Do you want them to come in for a tour? And so having a better sort of understanding of like that customer decision journey Um, would ultimately, you know, help you determine if it was a better fit for one or the other. Ultimately, I could see it being a fit for both. And again, it always just comes back to what is that strategy? What does that customer decision journey look like? What do you want people to do? And do you have the right tracking in place to be able to, you know, kind of see the result and see if the money that you're spending is actually generating a return for you?
0: Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. I think what people though think about even like undertaking a Facebook ad strategy, it is hugely overwhelming of where to start. So how do you talk in terms that, you know, the rest of us can understand, understand, where do we start?
1: Yes. So it drives me absolutely bonkers that like the industry, which is very overrun by bro marketers, obviously, um, is really about let's keep all the secrets behind the curtain this is mysterious, this is like, you know, only the experts can understand it and we can't tell you what we're doing or how and like, oh, puke, like I just can't stand that. And look, here's the truth, right? It's not that it's that, that the other side of it is, it's just easy, anybody can do it. There are technical aspects that you do want to understand before you are, you know, putting your money into any marketing platform. But at the end of the day, let's, let's take the curtain away, let's make it really simple. This is a channel. It's a channel, right? Like any other marketing channel. And so what you really want to understand first and foremost is the really basic marketing 101 things that I've already mentioned. Who are you targeting? Who are they? Like literally like knowing them, what they think about, where they live, all that stuff. Um, What's your messaging? What is the offer or the journey that you essentially want to take people through? What do you want them to do? And how are you going to track at each stage if there are people moving further down that funnel or further down that journey closer to, you know, in this case, signing a lease, for example. So, you know, again, I don't, I don't know enough about, you know, the specifics of, of this industry, but let's just say that this, the example was, okay, we're going to run ads to people that live within a certain mile radius of the buildings and we want them to sign up for an email list. And then from there, we're going to, you know, send them a couple of videos. And then from there, we're going to invite them in for a tour where we, you know, lead with how much we're following, you know, safety precautions and everything with COVID and, you know, address those objections. And then from there, we're going to have, you know, so kind of like this full journey and understanding how how you're going to track people from start to finish. Like if you have those foundational things in place and understanding of that, then all you really ever need to do is set up your tracking properly and look at your data in the ads manager to find out, is everything working the way that I want? And if it's not, where's that dropping off point? And then let's go to work there. So again, there's a million elements within that, but at the end of the day, that's all my team and I are ever doing. We're, We're looking at data and we're using that data to make informed
0: decisions around how to improve things. Okay, so that's perfect. So to kind of start with the beginning of knowing your audience, would you say that a good place for them to start is to look at their current residents? Absolutely. Okay. So it's like who's Absolutely. already coming to your community, who's already renting from you. That's a good starting place. Yes, and and even along those lines, that's a great starting place for
1: kind of figuring out what you want that customer decision journey to look like the conversation that I have with prospects all the time is again going back to what I was saying before let's not treat Facebook ads as this other as this confusing thing it's a channel and so if you've been in business for any amount of time you have some data even if it's anecdotal in terms of where do people find you What was their decision-making process? What was the thing that ultimately made them pull the trigger? What were the steps they took? And so looking to that is always going to be the best way to kind of figure out where do we start with Facebook ads? Because then you're starting with something that's already been validated and you're essentially honoring the customer decision journey that your people have already told
0: you they want to go through. So I think that's a really good kind of place to almost emphasize, you know, when you're a leasing agent or you're a manager and people are coming in asking a lot of those questions in addition to the digital tracking, but asking, how did you hear about us? And really kind of in conversation, hearing about their journey. It might've been somebody that drove by three times, but also started following you on social media. And I think that I know when I was a leasing agent, especially when I was first starting out, I didn't realize the importance of that data. It was like, you know, I would, my manager would say, you need to ask, how did they hear about us? And back then it was strictly, you know, all the offline ways. Yeah. But I think what you just said is like that, how accurate our data is will also help inform how quickly we can get to the right audience. Absolutely. Okay. So then after that, when it comes to messaging, this is where, again, I think our industry sometimes tends to be a little bit, um, I don't want to say behind, but To me, because I, you know, I'm in the world of online marketing, I see the differences. And so we talk a lot about nurturing leads, you know, when you get a, you get some sort of an opt-in for a lead and then you email them regularly. I think in the apartment industry, we don't always think about that. It's like, well, if they're looking for an apartment, they're going to come in. What could I possibly offer them? What could I possibly do as a lead source? But I see a lot of opportunity and almost adopting the ways of digital marketing for this brick and mortar type of building. What, what would you say to that?
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, my, my answer to any strategy is ultimately it has to be tested, right? And I think in different neighborhoods, in different climates, like something may work, whereas in another scenario, um, it it may not so so i absolutely think that there would be benefit to you know generating um leads over time and staying in communication with them especially if it's like a tight-knit community and then at the same time it could be just as viable as of a strategy to you know really just like blast a really really targeted geographical area with just like hey are you looking for an apartment right now and the fact of the matter is Um, really blasting a very targeted geographical area is not super expensive if it's like kind of small and obviously depending on the size of the city, that would look different. Um, But either of those strategies ultimately could be uh, viable and, and, and really worth a test, which is why that data is so important. I mean, I think anybody that's out there saying absolutely the strategy for you is X. Um, you know, they're basing that off of their experience and that's relevant, but we are consistently surprised with our clients every day where it's like, Oh, this thing that we've done for this very similar client is not working at all here. And this thing that's totally counterintuitive that should not be working is what's generating results.
0: That's interesting. I think, again, that's going to be a shift for our industry to think about because, for many, we're in the habit of running an ad, let's say, in a magazine like an apartments.com or even now, you know, now online, and kind of a set it and forget it. You might you might make a change once a month. And I think what I've learned and am learning through this experience is really how fluid the testing is. It's like you might try one image with one tagline. And that may just not resonate, but just changing an image could make such a big difference. So how important is that? The asset creation, the messaging, how important is that?
1: I would say the messaging is probably like one of the number one most important things. While your creative is definitely important, um, what what I'm about to say will usually have most people like breathe a sigh of relief. It tends to be the stuff that looks really organic like shot on your phone, you know, a quick, you know, selfie video, or this is the introduction to my, you know, apartment lobby. Like those things work so well. So yes, creative is absolutely important, but you don't need, you know, like unbelievably produced stuff to ultimately make your ads convert. Um, the messaging is what I would say is really one of the most crucial things. Um, you know, we see this time and time again, where even if you know, your messaging, for example, like when you're talking to somebody who comes into your office, right, you may have that nailed. That might not be the same thing as your front facing messaging. Okay. Um, I'll give you an example that is, you know, a completely and totally different industry, but I still think it's interesting to think about. So I, I follow this woman online who um, I guess would categorize herself as like a relationship coach and all of the ads that she runs at the top of her funnel, which are designed to bring new people into her world are things like, you know, free guide on the six, you know, messages to send to him to get him to text you back. Very like surfacey instant gratification, um, you know, get him to text you back, right? Like, and people love it. They eat it up. I would imagine just looking at those ads that she has a really amazing cost per lead. Now I'm actually also in one of her programs and you know really seeing the work that she does, like it's it's laughable that that's what she would lead with, right? Really, the work that she's doing is like fulfillment and you know empowerment for women. And also, by the way, there's potentially a side benefit of you know getting a relationship, but that is so not the point. But if she was leading with, hey, The reason you don't have the relationship is because you have to work on yourself like, well, we don't really want to hear that I just want the six steps to get them to text me back. And so it's a perfect example of how that front facing messaging what you use to bring people in and really meet them where they're at may be different from the messaging that you've used up until now. So testing different angles from that perspective and really letting the market respond to you and almost treating Facebook like the cheapest market research platform that there is,
0: um, is really beneficial. Okay, so two things I got from that. First, I'm so glad I'm married, (laughs) I just have to say. (laughs) Uh, yes, Be be glad, it is not
1: fun out there, girl, let me tell you.
0: Uh, No, but I, I love that because I have opted into things like that, that, you know, are very like, like you said, it feels like it gives you a small win from the very beginning. And then later you get in you're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I think for me coming from the opposite end, I also sometimes feel like when it's your community or your business, you just want to like, tell them all the things like all at once. And I know even in leasing, like when you're in with a person, A lot of times, you know, we've shifted from selling all the features and benefits to just really talking like a person and kind of getting to know them. And I see that it's very, uh, for a lot of our leasing agents, they can naturally do that in person. But then switching that messaging to what you're saying, it almost feels like too simplistic. And so do you sometimes see that, that clients get in their own way of making things too complicated? Absolutely.
1: That's like, basically my job is uncomplicating what my clients do half the time, I feel like. And, and again, I've, I've been guilty of that in my own business. I remember, we all do it, right? So it's fine. I remember years ago... When I really you know was shifting from we were growing primarily through word of mouth and referrals to you know really looking to market myself online uh, one of the things I talked about all the time was the Facebook pixel And I was like free Facebook pixel training let me teach you how to set the Facebook pixel I know everything there is to know about the Facebook pixel and a business coach told me literally never use that word in any of your messaging ever <laughs> again like, like remove it and bury it and you know to me it was like I I want to show people how sophisticated this thing is, how much I know what I'm talking about, how amazing this one little line of code is to, you know, help you be able to generate money. And to everybody else, to my clients, they were like, what is the Facebook? Like, that doesn't mean anything to them. I wasn't talking to them in language that actually spoke to what they cared about. So we all do it. All yeah. of my clients do it everybody that gets too close to their own business does it and so you know probably having somebody that isn't as close um you know to really be able to help you pull out what those key things are can be really helpful
0: yeah i wanted to emphasize that i'm glad it really led to that because you know even us we're a marketing company and people might be surprised like well why are you not doing your own and it's like because you know just because you can do some of these things doesn't mean that every single one you should tackle on your own yeah. and i i think that too i think always getting an outsider's perspective that hasn't been so up close with your product or your business yes. is super helpful so i guess when somebody is looking and they're thinking you know one of the things we talk with our managers a lot about just to give you kind of like a overview i know we've talked about this offline before but these managers are pretty incredible. They are, you know, they are working with three, 400 families sometimes that that live at their communities and all the challenges that come with that. They deal with maintenance issues. They deal with reporting inspections. I mean, like the gamut of what an individual should be or can handle is kind of crazy. To me, where the lie kind of comes in and, and, you know, this I see over and over is that as things with technology continue to evolve that a property manager should be an expert in all of those areas social google analytics and i'm just like who is that person i've never met somebody that can literally be like so sweet to the residents put out a fire so to speak deal with maintenance but then like jump into google analytics and facebook ads what what do you think about that is that something that everybody should just be able to do I mean, if you find anybody that can, I would like to hire them.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and again, I think it's not necessarily that, you know, the property managers need to become a Google Analytics expert or a Facebook ads expert, um, but you also don't want to completely and totally relinquish control and not understand the numbers and the data. So I think there's like a high level strategic understanding that can be developed. And again, here's a great moment to, you know, not to bring it back to it it isn't actually as complex as It's, it's made out to be at least in terms of understanding the big picture, you let somebody else you let the expert, you know, really handle the technical details and then your job is like, you know, keeping track of big picture, you know, where are things in my customer decision journey what's working what's not, uh, you know, and
0: having the right strategic partners to help you, you know, fix things and improve things. That's the perfect to me, almost response, because it's like with anything, I always think about the the managers kind of like that maestro that is like mm. high level, like they're able to kind of coordinate all the things that conductor, but they're not necessarily running in and fixing that toilet, let's say, or they're not setting that Facebook ad maybe necessarily, but they can have a high level, like you said, understanding to know, okay, I know my customer, I've been working with this customer for two or three years now, I know the type of customer we want, where they eat, where they shop, what they do, and I can then work with somebody to give them that data that let's say like working with you Jennifer, you don't necessarily you sure. won't know our customer the way that we know them. And 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 we never would, and I think that's the
1: case for 90% of our clients. You know, every once in a while we get a client where it's like, "Oh, I am the target audience." Um, but we have plenty of clients like you where, you know, it's, it's very niche and you know, it, how, how would I have experience with, you know, what property matter do I right. deal with? So we definitely rely on, on you guys to be that maestro, like you said, you know, and, and say, this is what our people care about. You know, this is what's working in our business. And then my job is to say, okay, here's the sort of Facebook ads translation to that And then i can kind of guide the facebook ad strategy from there
0: okay so now let's say that somebody listens to this they know they need to drive traffic they're working on their 2021 budgets they're kind of thinking okay we already have a facebook page we have an instagram and in a sense they're really working with engagement maybe they work with us they're doing some of the social media that we help them with or they're doing it on their own and they've they've got a kind of a solid footing But then they look at Facebook ads and they think, we really need a partner. Can you kind of guide us through, like, how does somebody pick the right partner? How do they start to set a budget? Like, and also, what are good expectations? Because I think, again, it's like, oh, well, we didn't get X number of leases this month from this ad. So kind of, I know I asked, like, a bunch of questions in there, but can we kind of just dig through, like, the process? Yes.
1: Um. So I think, I mean, look, here's the thing. Facebook ads has become like the like gold rush of, you know, 2020 and whatnot, because everybody and their mother wants to do it because they know businesses really need it. And so, um, you know, there are a lot of horror stories of, you know, people who, you know, kind of said they knew what they were doing and they didn't. So, you know, in terms of knowing, you know, who's the right partner, um, I think asking questions that, will ultimately let you understand how they think is probably one of the smartest things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really just mean that in terms of, you know, what I was talking about around the simplicity of just, okay, like, here's what's going to happen. And then this is going to happen next. Then this is going to happen next. And so really making sure that you're picking a partner that, um, has that big picture strategic conversion oriented approach because there are people out there that do Facebook ads and it's really, you know, focused on just list building and that's okay, but that's not the same thing as having a strategic partner in your growth. So hearing how people talk about it and the questions that they're asking and how they think will help you understand um, if there's somebody that is even able to partner with you at the level of what I think most people need.
0: Okay. Um, so in terms, oh, go ahead. Let me ask you one more thing just to kind of expand on that. What would somebody ask, like somebody specific in this industry? I know, again, it's kind of coming from the outside world, but asking, like, what would that kind of path be that they're going to want to make sure the person understands? Yeah.
1: So I honestly think, you know, cause here's the thing, right? Like I'm not always able to, you know, give a full strategy on a sales call, for but sure. even if you just ask what type of results they've generated before, because even as I'm interviewing, you know, campaign managers for my team, right. One of the things I'm always listening for is if the answer to that question is, well, we got all these leads for $3 per lead. Okay. That is somebody that isn't thinking about this at the level with which we work with clients. They're not wrong. They're just not trained in thinking about it the way that we think about it versus somebody who says, well, we did a hundred thousand dollar launch at a five times return on ad spend. So even just as simple as, you know, what's your experience, what type of results have you generated and listening for how technical their answers are will ultimately help you see, do they even have the ability to be like a partner in profit? Because that is what they should be.
0: Okay, so for a property manager, they're probably going to then definitely look at cost per lead, but then eventually also cost per lease that actually translates. Because look, at
1: the end of the day, you shouldn't be spending any money on any marketing if it isn't driving the bottom line. I mean, in some end, there's always going to be some marketing that isn't so directly able to be tracked, and, and that's nature of the beast. But this is something that can be. Um, you know, and I know when we're, you know, working with our clients who, you know, are spending... $5,000, $10,000, $30,000 a month on ads, we better be able to, you know, to, to show them that it's it's driving revenue. That's not money you just spend for fun. Um, so, so yeah, it, you know, really um, uh, being able to look at that overall return. And, and what's nice is, you know, at least it's worth a lot of money over time. Like these, this is really like high ticket, which Facebook is um you know really really well primed for because you have a little bit more wiggle room to you know do a lot of spending do a lot of nurturing retargeting and know that you know one good lead could be worth you know i guess it really depends where you live i have new york city prices in my mind but
0: but a lot of money (laughs) that's so true and you know we always talk about that even in thinking about how you train your team for a leasing professional, this isn't like a $500, $1,000, $1,500, let's say even three, $4,000 a month potential. This is the lifespan of how long this person stays with you. So I always think about that. Like these guys are, they, they're really awesome salespeople. They're talking about 50, 60, 70, $80,000 sales that they're really making. Yes. And, and you need to
1: then be able to Well, you don't need to, but I would suggest then being able to plan to spend accordingly. So for example, we have clients that come to us and say, I want to have a $100,000 launch. Um, And, you know, one of the things I always say to them is, cool, no problem, one of the biggest mistakes you're going to make is not planning enough budget up front. Because in order to make that amount, you want to be able to spend enough to hit the right volume to be able to have that work out and still be incredibly profitable. But if somebody wants to spend $2,000 to have a $100,000 launch, it's probably not happening. They may need to spend 15 now that's still a really great return but not spending enough and not looking at that big picture lifetime value and what is possible is something that can ultimately shoot you in the foot so that's why you know that foundational stuff that marketing 101 knowing your numbers knowing your customer lifetime value what is a lead worth and if you're doing this type of marketing for the first time you may also partially be figuring a little bit of that out and that's okay, but have that mindset and be lo- looking at the data in that way because where you ultimately wanna be able to get with Facebook ads, and this is what we you know, are always aiming to create with our clients is a system, right? This isn't about the, the tool, right? Who cares? This is the ability for you to be able to get the right data that says, okay, you know, our target cost per lead is X. We're going to have 10% of those leads ending up, you know, coming into the leasing office, you know, 5% of them are going to, you know, whatever the next step is. And then, you know, X percent are going to actually lease from us and the lifetime value of a customer is this. And if you have those numbers, then you're in complete control over your own growth. How many leases do you want signed this month like it may not be so instant because you know this is obviously a bigger commitment but it gives you really clear guidelines in terms of how much you need to spend and with some certainty knowing what you are going to be able to get
0: back well i think we might have lost some managers that maybe choked when they heard some of the budget dollars that you talked about but i i want to just emphasize you know, unlike some companies, the properties do have the lifetime value. They can pull and see how long their average resident stays with them. They can pull market rents and see what their average, you know, rent is per, uh, for you know, for a certain unit or whatever. So I love that you're saying this is not like, there's a little bit of trial and error, but it's not like they're going in blind and looking at it and comparing, hey, this investment will eventually lead to this. But then I also think, like you said, the expectation that at the beginning, there is going to be that getting that audience right and getting the messaging right and then knowing that that's not going to be like a set it and forget it either. So there's going to always still be some level of work involved there.
1: Absolutely. And another thing too, especially with this industry, you know, we're also going to want to keep in mind the average lead time, which is, I would imagine, maybe a little bit longer than if we're, you know, selling a $39 product, you know, on the internet, which someone can just immediately buy. So that's why, again, you know, like a broken record here, knowing your data knowing your numbers and trying to look and see, okay. You know, what was that customer decision journey that someone took? Did they kind of have an eye on our building for a month before they, you know, moved forward? And then that way, you don't have to be terrified when you're a month in and you're spending and you're like, I have these leads, but nothing happening. You can look at your data and say, well, this is actually normal. You know, what I see people do all the time when it comes to Facebook ads is like completely just freak out and give their power away. And I'm telling you, like understanding your numbers and data is the remedy to that.
0: I think also working with a partner that helps teach that because for us this is a new been a new process and so as you talk through some things with us there were things that maybe initially Lauren and I were like oh my goodness is this doing what we need it to do but as we talk through and we're like okay look at over last month what we've seen and look at the cost per lead and let's look at the conversion and you know different messaging and kind of things like that I do think a partner can really guide you through that where on your own you know, a lot of our property managers are having to then talk to their ownership about why something was spent. And, you know, they're having to get budgets approved. So to me, it's almost like you're empowering yourself to have those, like almost you go to fight for the dollars that you want. And a lot of managers may not do that initially. They may not fight for their budget because they don't have that like feeling of like understanding to back it up. And I think a partner can help with that. So I I don't know, all of that just makes me feel like, hey, you could set up to have a way easier year than trying to get things the hard way by having a strategy in place at the beginning.
1: I mean, that's almost the exact conversation that we have with any prospects. Like it, it really, you know, this is a really specific industry, but let's talk about, you know, a lot of the clients that we work with are coaches. Okay. That's like day and night from property managers, but- they're going to networking events, trying to poke around in Facebook groups, like doing all this work, posting all this stuff, and kind of feeling like, okay, when I do stuff, I know I get some results, but where I don't have that system of, right. I know exactly what I have to spend, and it's just spending instead of taking up all of my time, you know, in order to get that client, get that lease signed, and so you know, that is what's possible here. And I'm not saying it's always easy or that it's gonna take five seconds. If it did, we could probably charge a lot more for our service, Um, but it is possible. I've seen it happen and work with many different types of businesses, my own business included. Um, And, uh, you know, when you can go in with, with, you know, that partner that helps you look at the data or you're looking at
0: the data yourself, it's something that can be really, really powerful. Very cool. So I feel like this has just kind of shed some light on something that you said has been very like, it is a secret. It is like, you know, only the super intellectuals of the world know blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So I'm curious, I know this is kind of a little off script, but as you kind of looking in at marketing and you kind of are in all different types of businesses, are there any other like marketing tips or trends or tools that you're seeing maybe in or out of Facebook or Instagram or just anything that you can share with our audience that maybe yeah. they should start getting comfortable with? Yeah. Um, I, you know,
1: I one of the things that is always going to come to mind whenever I get asked this question is just, again, bringing it back to testing. Like, you know, the, the conversation, the question that I've got asked probably the most in the last two years is video is doing better now, right? And it's like, well, for some Clients, It is like there's no hard and fast rule. Um, so really having that mindset of testing different things. And again, looking to your market to be that feedback of what they actually want and what works for them is, is the trend, you know, that that is working as far as I'm concerned.
0: I love that. It's like an experimental mindset. It's like we test, we really? see, and then we use that as data and we don't view it to me as a failure. It's like, no, yeah. we spent that money to help us get one step closer to getting answers. And I, I think that's a great view. Yeah, you know, it's like, look, why
1: would you make your marketing decisions off of like a feeling or like what some expert said when you could make your marketing decisions off of your actual market? telling you what they want like it just to me that makes so much more sense and if you go in with that testing mindset not only will you have ultimately better results long term but you'll prevent the panic that sometimes sets in for people when they're early on of exactly what you said like great i just learned something and now i'm going to pivot accordingly
0: yes absolutely and i think that's where people can just say hey Just because i'm in property management i can be a really great marketer too like those those don't have to be one or the other and all of these experiences working with different ones kind of like you're absorbing those uh, that knowledge and that information jennifer this has been so much fun so if somebody wants to connect with you or work with you what would be the way that they do that
1: yeah, so, so um, a surprise to absolutely no one, the me- platform that I'm on the most is Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was speaking on something recently, and they were like, it would have been hilarious if you said better. Um, but it's Facebook, so I'm just Jennifer feedback over on Facebook, and then, you know, in terms of contacting me, always through my website, jenniferspeedback.com.
0: And I'll make sure and provide everything in the links and in the comments. I will say, though, you're crushing it on LinkedIn, too, because that's how I connected with you. So,
1: and look, I'm always a fan of, you know, multiple options, cross-channel strategy. I love LinkedIn. We use a great, you know, LinkedIn messaging sequence that has brought us some clients. And does not have the predictability that my Facebook ad strategy has for my own agency growth where i know and i have now 8 months of data that every time i spend
0: $500 i get a new client and that is wildly
1: profitable for me
0: that's awesome i love that you're like you're living it you're experiencing it but guys notice that doesn't mean she doesn't try other things and that other things they can provide results maybe just not the same the same type of results so i want to thank you jennifer and i hope that we get to do this again sometime
1: Yay, thank you, Barbara.